Dungeons and Dragons. Yep, we're good. Yay! Ain't no bleaching. And here's all your stuff. I'm gonna have a metal dick in my face. <laughs> you don't not have a metal dick in your face. Now you know what it's like to be a mild job. My line of work. Wow. I mean, I have a lot of questions. Hey, do you want a metal <laughs> dick in your face? Like, go to tabletoploot.com. <laughs> <laughs> episode 27 of Hit Dice Pod is about giving robots blowjobs. Hell yeah. I've been doing that since uh, I was baby. Hey guys, remember Hit Dice? No, remember no. Dungeons and Dragons? What? We haven't played in like two months. Oh my god. I'm just here for the Nutty Bars. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Nutty Bars that Rachel brought and Yay. our new studio. Yay! Yay! Yay. Are, we, are we recording? Yes. Yeah. Huh? Are we recording? We've been recording. <laughs> okay. You know, I just wanted to take a moment to say I'm really excited and I hope we sound good. And if we don't, uh, it's Caleb's fault. It's, it's going to fail. <laughs> uh, well, Damn, hey, everybody. I'm here. glad we're all here together and looking so good. Alan's in his pajamas. Hell yeah. I'm basically in my pajamas. I just put on pants. I mean, I slept in this shirt, but I put on pants too, so you're welcome. We're having to meet early this morning because Caleb has a job or whatever. This week has been fucking crazy. Caleb stayed up till five in the morning making sure the studio worked. Yeah. Because he's a dum dum. Yeah. On a brighter note, here's a crow. <laughs> I can hear it in your headphones. I know. It's so loud. <laughs> oh, man. I'm really excited, and I kind of just want to get into this and play some D and Dragons. That's the Dungeons point. and Ds. Dungeons and Ds. Dungeons and Metal Ds in our face. Here, let's try it again. No, 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 no. That's good, because then we'll know where the crows are. <laughs> okay. You want me to just put this? No, really. I'm like, I'm gonna do like a full blown recap to I've get us where we are. Thinking about this bullshit every day. What? Just trying to get you <laughs> out of prison. Oh, do you know what you're gonna do? Uh -oh. Or try to do? I, I'm just gonna talk a bunch of shit. Did you? Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Did you get an actual coney when you were in Chicago? Huh? Did you get a coney dog? Oh, uh, Chicago dogs are so good. Is New York? Yeah. Oh, but they have Chicago a, dog. They have. Uh, yeah, did you There's get a like Chicago? Portillo's. Hot dogs that place stuff. is banging. I um, love that place. Didn't go there. Oh, <laughs> I, I wanted to. I and I got. We went did like deep dish pizza. Those bullshit is not good. And I had deep dish. I hate it. It takes a fucking hour just to cook. Big, yeah. Um. I've had and it. It was like a big time suck. And yeah, it sucked a big wasn't time. That good. <laughs> I've had so, deep dish pizza in Chicago before, and I was just like, <laughs> gonna, what the gonna fuck? kill myself. Yeah. It's like, our server was like, just so you know, it's gonna be, you know, it takes about 45 minutes to cook, so do you wanna order something else? And I was like, I guess, like <laughs> another beer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, uh, like, a, I don't know, a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> do, you have, do you have any not deep dish pizzas? <laughs> Sounds like a big pain in the ass. <laughs> I get a regular fucking pizza. Uh, so, hey, in case you all forgot, we are not just a regular podcast that talks about bullshit. We actually play Dungeons and Dragons sometimes. What? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Since I could. But if you haven't heard the last episode, me and Will. Who? Will. Will. Me and Will. Me and <laughs> Will. my friend, Will. Um, <laughs> hey. Me and, me and Wes talk about the wonders of owl fucking. Mm, I feel like you specifically talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then I jumped on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I... I'm a trailblazer. <laughs> I spent this I spent this weekend wondering if I had stepped in dog shit because it smelled like it everywhere I went. So I got self-conscious about that. <laughs> what did you guys do? <laughs> I worked a lot. Boo. 
I was the backup maid of honor at my dear friend's wedding. It was fun. Backup? The girl who was supposed to be the maid of honor ended up in the hospital. Oh, you were in it. I see what you're saying. Second I thought, Second I, yeah, that, I thought you were, I thought you were binged. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they made you, yeah, I thought they made you buy like a dress and everything and they were like, just in case. Maybe. No, I was already in the wedding, but um, yeah, the girl who was supposed to be the maid of honor couldn't make it because she was very, very sick. So the I golf stepped thumbs up are for her. Yeah, right. She was conveniently very, very sick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. can't she make your boring wedding. Gallstones, so. Ooh. Yeah, that's real convenient. Gallstones look like D12s. Yeah, speaking of gallstones that look like D12s, we're sponsored by Tabletop Loot. Head over to their website, enter the code HITDICEPOD at checkout, get 15% off. We also have another sponsor, thedeckofmini.com. They have a mini RPG reference cards. They have a bunch of complete decks. I'm holding the deck of mini conditions right now. And they just started a new Kickstarter that you need to get behind and back. Uh, I've already given them some money for it because I definitely want these fucking cards when they come out. It's like real life magic. The cards move and the spells on them move like the spells. And you can have those for just a little bit of money. Head over to their website, thedeckofmini.com, and finding their Kickstarter is real easy from there. So I'm just gonna remind everyone uh, who the hell we are since we haven't played in so long. Uh, I'm really excited to sit down and be playing D&D with you guys. I've missed it greatly. I'm your host and Dungeon Master. My name Wes Cordell. It is my name, my name Wes. Wes Cordell. My name Wes Cordell. My name Wes Cordell. I'm changing my name to Cardi B. <laughs> it's Will. And uh, I'm joined here by my players. Let's start on my right. Jonathan Ganong. Hello. Who are you playing? Yeah, I'm playing Arbel Garwin, the Divination Gnome Wizard. Nice. Alan Clark. Playing Patches, the Half-Elf Rogue. Rachel Watkins. I always say your name like that because it sounds just like the Space Jam names when they come out. I I like it. It has the right cadence for that. That's really good. Um, And I will be playing Callista. As usual, I don't know why I said Will. I'm very tired from the wedding. Um, Callista is a tiefling bard. It's great. I'm typing the Doss Loot information right now, and that's why I'm distracted. Yeah, she has a Doss Loot. Read a, read a little bit about your Doss Loot. So what can it do? Okay. Yeah, you got it. It's Tighten the shit there out of go. it. Okay. We're getting used to the new studio. You guys are you guys are working out the kinks with us. We're right. wiggling them out. My theater days, we had no mics in the theater, so I just had to project, which is why I usually ran lights. Because oh. I don't project well. Anyway, um, Das Lute, very cool instrument. It is an uncommon bardic instrument. It's a lute, obviously. Um, with it, I can cast Animal Friendship, Protection from Energy, Fire Only, and Protection from Poison um, once a day. You can, you can cast... One, like each all of three of them, each once of those a day. once a day, but each one can only be done once a day. That's, that's cool that's as my hell. Understanding from reading this, mm-hmm. um, it uses my already built in um, spell save DC okay. and all that stuff. Sweet, yeah. So I'm pretty excited to try it out and see how it does. I guess, I guess we'll still introduce Caleb, even though we already did the Dossalute stuff. Uh, and Caleb Hanks. It's fine. I only built the entire system that we use to make our fucking podcast with. I'm Caleb Hanks. I play Van Dingulus Ulysses Fart Baby. I didn't anticipate how hard that was going to be to say when I named him. And I'm a, a arcane trickster rogue. Nice. Uh, elf. Elf. I'm going to do a quick recap because I doubt anyone remembers Please. what's going on except I, maybe Patches. I, I 100%. Do. If you could recap what's, the entire Patches, you tell me what's going on. And teach us how to play D&D. Yeah, and remind so, us how to play. Uh, we went through the woods. We got to Cormanthir, or Ilrafon. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Ilrafon, not Cormanthir. Um, which is a, a swampy merchant city. We fought a bunch of zombies. 
Um, and then we fought like a big golem. Was it a golem? Yeah, it was like a zombie golem. Zombie golem. Zombie golem. A zolem. Watch out on the breathing on the mic. Sorry. Do this. And then we talked to the council, which was made up of these three people. There was an elf from Cormanthir who wants to go back to Cormanthir because he hates it here. And so do we. Um, (laughs) Or at least Patches does. Uh, Then we did some shopping. We're going to eventually try to defend this fairy that is going through the flooded forest to Cormanthir, except for one little hitch in the plan. Uh, Patches got in a little bit of trouble trying to steal a magical rapier. Just a little trouble. But no one saw him fucking do anything. He was just standing there, and it's all based on a hunch, so he's going to get out of it easily. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? So you guys are trying to get to Cormanthir to take uh, Volna home, who I think everyone can agree has been in your party for way too long. (laughs) (laughs) We want to keep her forever. Oh my god, I know. I gotta get rid of these NPCs. So you guys are trying to get her home to the Elven Court, which is deep within Cormanthir. You do have to go through the Flooded Forest and Yilrafon to get there. Uh, You have been guaranteed passage on the ferry here that leaves three times a day, as long as you help defend it. Before that, you know, you guys have learned a little bit about the Tearfall. You got... you. Uh, you all found some tablets. The elven man on the court. I didn't realize there's a section that says all at the top. So I can also cast fly, invisibility, levitate, perfect, protection from evil and good. It's pretty That's good. Great. <laughs> Damn. Isaac's hooked y'all up. Isaac's is the best. What, is, what else can you do? Um, fly, invisibility, uh. levitate, protection from evil and good. That's what awesome. makes you do that? The Das Loot. The Das Loot. Das Loot. Das Loot. Das Loot. So, Callista's the only one in the campaign with magic items now. <laughs> I have a dagger that does virtually nothing once a day. <laughs> it does plus one you once a day. You Dragon Bane. That's it true, yeah. slightly harder mm-hmm. once a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true, he does. You guys being in the, I believe, scribe shop, and Patches has snuck mm-hmm. away on his own, and you all hear a ruckus. Um, I do believe that when we left off, you guys heard the ruckus. You don't know what is causing it, but you did see guards, and I think you all assumed a little bit about what was going on. Because I do think that at the end of the episode, someone was like, "Where's, Where's Patches?" patches? <laughs> yeah, I think it was Callista. <laughs> as you as you all came into this place, it it stinks and it's mucky and it is this swamp. There are bugs everywhere. You're constantly like having to wave them out of your face as you are in this place. Even when you're inside, it's just humid and damp and stinky. There are ruins surrounding Yilrafon, all on all sides of it. You all have found out that they are actually catacombs and old temples, and a lot of these zombies, the people of the town think, uh, came from there. But there are still docks just past those ruins and past all of those crumbling remains. This town that is in the middle of this is strangely well fortified. The buildings seem to be stacked up on top of each other, and it seems that they sit atop of man-made foundations of stone. They have walkways and bridges that span above the swamp and that exist on every level of this multi-story town. The buildings look intricately made, but they're surrounded by worn-away wooden fixtures that are hanging off the side of them, and green algae and moss grows all over this wood on all of these buildings. The town, other than that, and just past it, because there's a town just past this, to be clear, looks like a smaller version of Raven's Bluff that's like up and past the swamp. You all, however, are on the tiered part of this town. You've spoken with the Council of Merchants. You've visited a few of the merchants who are here. And uh, Patches would know that the guards have been called on him as he was uh, 
he would maybe argue this, but caught stealing a rapier from... I wasn't uh, caught stealing anything because I didn't steal anything. From a certain halfling. As the guards are coming, you all were in a scribe shop looking for certain things. And before all this happened, you actually saw um, some tablets of Ferisselneth. You were told that Ferisselneth was a female silver dragon. And there were a lot of clues and facts about how dragons came into power and magic. And it was sort of the lore about that. And Callista found out uh, quite a bit of this. I forgot who can read Draconic. Yeah, so Arwell and Callista teaming up were able to uh, basically put a like crayon on a grave and a piece of paper. And, just and we touch it. I <laughs> yeah. wanted to do actual rubbings, but we weren't yeah. allowed. So yeah, no I just rubbings. Copied it as best I could into Callista's journal. For right. And as you all see these guards marching across these docks, uh, I do believe that Callista was like, oh God, where's Patches? Uh-huh. As this is all happening. So, Patches, you were sitting in this shop, and in the shop there are like jeweler cases full of these really intricate and beautifully designed weapons. There is uh, a female halfling who's sitting here looking at you. She she offered she to sell pissed. you... She pissed. She offered to sell you a dagger for 1,000 gold pieces. Uh, she pitched it to you as a, a sort of last chance before the guard showed up. That's yeah, all she said. That. But you decided not to. And so as you're sitting here, you can hear all of these boots showing up. Two of the guards are already positioned at the door behind you. <laughs> And uh, as, uh, as we open this up, the party is split. There are guards marching up toward Patches. Callista, are we in the same store together? Yes, okay. we're together. Yeah, Van, there are two Van guards. Van and I were together in the bookstore. We were at Barnes & Noble. Before you <laughs> split up. And then I snuck off. Yes. I was still in the... And the Barnes and Noble. So you all hear these guards walking through, and uh, Patches, as you are sitting here, you see two of them. Their javelins are poised and pointed at you, and uh, they just, one of them just says, like a little shakily, like, any weapons you have on you, drop them. Now. On the floor. Why? You're under arrest. For what? And they look over to the halfling, and she's like, don't embarrass yourself, friend. Just tell them what happened. Nothing happened. I didn't do anything. You have a hunch that something was happening. I can't help it that you abandoned your shop. I didn't do anything. I'm just standing here. She looks over and says, I, oh, and Volna is with everyone who's at the scribe store as well. Volna is that uh, full elf female that is hanging out with you guys. Uh, she's looking much more noble than she ever has before, and she is close to home, but Patches, as you say this, she just says, uh, caught him stealing from my shop I as I walked in I, here. I want to ask the half, what did you see me do? Look, I'm not an idiot. I saw you behind the counter. The lock's been messed with. I certainly didn't mess with it. And prove, prove that I did it. No one else is in the shop. Prove that I did it. Uh, I think that in this town, you're gonna have to prove that you didn't. Really? Seems so. I, I'm and she looks literally at the, just standing here. She looks at the guards and she's like, well, whether you can prove it or not, you're still gonna be thrown in the dungeon for a while, I believe. And I look at the guard and I say, is that true? Thievery's a, a pretty serious crime in this town, but sir. I didn't steal anything, though. Ah, well, I don't have anything of hers on me. I didn't steal anything. A, a, a trial, a trial will bring the truth to light. And until I don't, we don't have time for a trial. I didn't steal anything. This is ridiculous. Uh, they, yeah, they they take a step toward you, and they're like, "Any weapons you have, drop them now." And you can hear like other guards moving up these docks. You can hear the bridges swinging in the footsteps as many other guards are making their way up to this place. I'm not going to drop my weapons. <laughs> uh, all right. So both both of the guards step up to you. You see three more guards come up behind them. You can still hear footsteps coming up to this place. Uh, these guards, they do have earthen green tunics over what looks like chainmail and a really standard bullet-like helmet. They have shields on one arm and they have spears in the other. And uh, as they are taking a step toward you, he's like, look. If you really didn't do anything, you don't have anything to worry about, but you will need a trial. Don't make this harder than it has to be. Fine. 
very begrudgingly, I will <laughs> drop my daggers. All right. The, the, bow, I guess. the clatter of your daggers hits the ground, and these guards, they... And, and like, I just give the middle finger to this fucking halfling. Uh, yeah, and as she's looking at you, she's, she's like, uh, well, if you had bought that dagger, then uh, the guards wouldn't be here, and you wouldn't be dropping them on the ground, and you'd have one more. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say something very offensive. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as this is happening, uh, you all hear these guards moving. If uh, I don't, You're in the scribe store. Callista has realized that Patches has mm-hmm. gone missing. Oh, God. Um, there go more guards. Yeah, and you see all these guards What's moving. Happening? Would uh, The party split. Would you all like to do anything in particular? Um, so we're seeing all these guards go by the window. Yeah, you're yeah. seeing them move and talk and shout to one another. They're talking about the weapons uh, shop. It's not a weapons uh-huh. smith, but the weapons shop. Uh, where the smith's weapons go to. They're yelling about that. Okay. And uh, you would know that that is the shop with the halfling that you all yeah. ran where you bought um, your singing sword. Arwell? What? I think we have a problem. <laughs> What's going on? I think maybe we're going to have to go get patches out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> Again? <laughs> I, mean, I, I hope I'm wrong, but we should probably go check this out. All right, fine. I'm going to go as with As much as I'd sometimes like to just leave him, we probably need him. Yeah. And I love him, so we should get him. Let's go. Okay. Hey guys, what's up? I, I didn't see you behind that counter over there. Um, I didn't see me either. So basically, Van, we're seeing a lot of guards go by, and we think we might need to go check on Patch's whereabouts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as you you all are stepping out of this, and uh-huh. you're looking at this place, and as you do, you see the guards and separating, uh, holding out, Patches I'm like by, hiding like any weapons I have. I'm like making sure they're nicely concealed and like straightening myself up so I look like really presentable sure. and proper. Mm-hmm. And, um, Volna's with us still too, right? Yes, Volna like, is with um, you. Volna, we might need your help for this if what's happening is what I think is happening. I'm stare, uh, So there's a ton of guards around. Yeah, you can like see them marching up and moving toward the shop where the weapons were. As you're walking, I'm just like standing there doing jazz hands with a bunch of guards around. Me. But we don't. We don't. You see patches do, in the do, middle of all the guards do we, doing jazz do hands. I, do I see patches? Do I see? Yeah, you all on? can see him. Like the guards have him by the arms. They're not dragging him or anything, but they have a hold of uh, both of your arms. They are tying your hands up with rope as mm-hmm. he's. They take his jazz hands and they pull them behind his back <laughs> and they start so to gonna, tie not, rope not around. Not run them. up, but yeah. walk up purposefully. Sure. And I'm. So, oh my goodness! You found him. Thank you so much. What yeah. happened? And uh, another guard has happened. Nothing has happened. Okay, just it's okay, Patches. Just let them tell me what they think has happened. And one guard does step up. They once again they have these earthen green tunics that sit over chainmail, bullet-like helmets, shields, and swords. Or sorry, javelins in their hand. Two of them have their javelins set to the side. They are tying Patches' hands behind his back. As soon as I see that, I am going to just very quietly and calmly just kind of Homer Simpson back into some bushes. I'm just going to kind of dissolve. I'm going to, I'm going to dissolve back into the crowd. Okay. And I'm going to scope the guards real well. I'm going to check okay. out. Roll stealth for me. All right. Um, that is not very good. Oh, jeez. Seven. Yeah, so with the seven, you all... Uh, <laughs> Van well, starts to take a step two. back, and as you're taking a step back, your like foot slips off the side of one of the things, and you steady yourself, and a few heads do turn toward you. But uh, you're definitely like standing out a little more than I think you'd like to have. But as you're asking the guards what they think is going on, mm-hmm. this is not the same guard that uh, had you patches. The same guard that was talking to you has a hold of your... Um, I guess your cloak and robes and arm. Cowl. And your cowl. And another guard steps forward. This guard does not wear chain mail like the rest. The armor is plated and heavy and he ste- as he steps forward. He's in charge. Uh-huh. He has uh, weathered, like weathered skin, uh, salt and pepper beard and hair, like 
big, weird, old man eyebrow hairs that have not been groomed ever, and like a little bit of ear hair sticking out of the side, and he steps forward and he's like, uh, seems as though your friend over here got caught stealing from one of our shops. Stealing? Um, did I hear him say that? Yeah. I was like, I didn't steal anything. Quiet! Good heavens, I mean, he's... When you're on trial, we're he- we will hear you speak. Until then, you're our prisoner. Well, he's a prankster, but if he had actually stolen anything, he'd be bragging about it. So I'm probably pretty sure he's telling the truth. All that aside, you have your laws to enforce and uphold. Um, what's the process here? How do we make this right? He'll be held in the dungeon till the Council of Merchants can give him trial, which will probably be at least an entire day. Oh, we literally just talked to them. Oh, well, you'll be talking to them again soon. Very soon, I hope. We have somewhere they've charged would, us with something to do. I would love to, to talk to the Council of Merchants. Yeah, uh, any chance this we could ridiculous. just go straight I'm there? I'm going to go up to the halfling uh, and be like, what are you doing? This is so bad for your business. He didn't steal anything. This is going to look really bad on you. And I'm going to cast suggestion. Okay. And he'd be like, you should probably just let him go. He didn't do anything. And can you tell me how you cast suggestion? It's not only verbal, is it? It's verbal somatic, yeah. I think. So as, as you go up and you do start speaking no, to her. No, it's verbal and material. That's it. Yeah. So as you as you hold your arcane focus starts to glow as you are saying this spell. And this head guard turns quickly to Arwell. And he's like, none of that funny business while we're here. Put that thing away. What funny business? He's like, you don't think I know what it looks like when you're casting spells? As long as you're speaking to this woman, she'll be on trial, and we'll all be telling truths and not using magic to influence anyone else. Oh, no, honey, that thing just lights up on its own. He does it for show. Ah, oh, well, put it away and ask her your question. <laughs> put my hand it's behind my back. Arm. So, uh, I, I had kind of hung back a little bit. I didn't walk down there two patches sure. with all of them. Mm-hmm. Can I just walk around a corner to where I'm... Uh, where I'm not visible from the rest of the what, of the situation that's going on. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You're not like that. stealthing. You're just getting no, I'm away. Just, I'm just okay. gonna very calmly walk around the corner. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, anyone who is paying attention to Van might just see him mm-hmm. <laughs> walk away. The corner. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. He just walks off. This guard is. So my spell didn't go off. Yeah. He's okay. he definitely noticed that you were casting a spell since you weren't trying to stealth it or anything as you cast suggestion. Okay. Um, but he's just like, uh, now say what you had to say to her. See what she has to say. I just said it. Okay. Uh, She's just like, friends, understand (laughs) that my business, my main business, is not here. I'm a merchant. I trade. I ship. And I will not be stolen from or made a fool of. I am well known in this town. Is there an item on him that he actually stole from you? No, because I caught him before he did. So he didn't steal anything from you. He was just in your shop, and you think he stole something. And so you're going to have him arrested. Friends. Even though he didn't steal anything. Your stuff is all here. Friends. Your stuff is all here. I understand what you're saying, but don't embarrass yourselves. If you think the only security I have in my store is the cases, you're sorely mistaken. And I promise when the mages come to analyze it, they'll see what your friend did. There will be a trial. I would like to cast a spell. (laughs) Disguise self. Okay. I'd like to make myself look like a guard. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah. You guys see, like, three more guards show up. Van, you're one of them. Yay. <laughs> so. Well, I'm still in the alleyway, but... I, oh, okay. <laughs> just looking like a guard but, alone? But I, but I make my way up to the other guards, and I stand there looking very official. Okay. You all see a bunch of guards come up. Many of them are asking questions, writing reports. Uh, one in particular is just standing there looking very official. The one who's in the lead, these people seem stern. They seem like they're not budging, and they seem like they are ready to have this trial. Yeah, and to do I'm the ready paperwork to. And all Let's this go. stuff. If you all don't mind, we'll be taking him to the dungeon. Anything you'd like to say to him before we go? We do mind, because we sort of had somewhere to be, but... (sighs) 
Um, Let's talk yeah. to, the, to the Council of Merchants. I would love to talk to yeah. Arsene right now. Okay. So they do. They start to carry patches away. They move the crowd. You guys are in that. Uh, the guards do begin to move behind you. And as they are moving uh, patches, they start to carry you down these docks. Do I'm anything. just following. Okay. I, I'm one of the guards that's making... I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to assume you were with the guards until you told me otherwise. I, I am with the guards that are carrying patches, and I'm just following up right behind them. Okay. So as they are walking you down... On this dock, they they do start to open like multiple doors to get you through them. And as you are walking down this, you can smell the swamp. And the closer that you get down to it, the more mucky that it actually is. And <laughs> just just do the door like eighteen times. I think so. <laughs> they were opening a lot of doors, but um, <laughs> um, but they so they're they're taking you down here. And you you don't have your weapons patches. They have taken your weapons, but you do have everything else on you. Your friends are long behind you, and as they are walking you down, this something really interesting starts to happen. A really strange sensation as they are bringing you down and into this dungeon. They open this door, and almost as soon as they open it, your arm lights up like it's on fire, and you can just feel this really intense heat coming from your hand and your arm as they are opening this door and bringing you inside. But they do bring you into this place, and as you come in, there is uh, a female guard who is standing down here dressed very similarly to the one that Callista was speaking with, with plate armor instead of the chainmail like everyone else has. And as you come down, uh, she just says, Underlyle, what are you doing? Get up and get him. Start the process. And you see like a scrawnier guard who is just lounging in a chair, like stand up really quickly and walk over to you. He grabs you and pulls you in. Two of the guards, uh, they do walk in, but then the captain of them all is like, all right, men, dismissed. Everyone go. We'll take care of it from here. Good work. Do I know that Van is... You would not know that. Okay. So I, I'm gonna walk in behind the guards, and are, did they throw him in a cell? No, they have. They're like processing him. So okay. if it's like a police station, they're basically like about to fill out a report and ask him his name. They have him in a mugshot. Yeah, they're gonna do his mugshot. I'm just hanging back, nonchalant as hell. Like you're trying to walk in though, where all the other guards are leaving. You're trying to walk into the dungeon, like where they would do the processing. I just gotta get this straight. So we're like in. A dungeon. You're on the you're on the first floor, basically. If you think of this tiered town, you're closest to the swamp. So you're like at the bottom floor of this, and they have walked patches into this door. Mm-hmm. And as they are walking him in, it's like those stone foundations that all the buildings are sitting on. You're in one of those. Okay. You're in the foundation of this, and you can see like little barred windows all the way around. The door is metallic, and it opens with a big clang as they open all of these doors. I'm just I'm just like hanging there near him. And okay. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Um, and this woman who was screaming at someone named Underlyle looks at you, and she's like, Soldier, your work here is done. Get back out to your duty. Ooh, official orders, ma'am. I've been uh, put on assignment to be here, and I'm, uh, I'm uh, watching over this one closely. And who gave you this assignment? The Chamber of Americans. I mean, merchants. Why would they? merchants. Why would they give that to you? You're just a, you're just a guard. Don't you have somewhere to patrol? Nope. They wanted to make sure this one wasn't trying any more funny business. They wanted special patrol on him. Roll deception. Nat 20. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so uh, she looks around and she's like, hmm. they, they never trust us. We can take care of our own prisoners. They don't need to send other people. Just don't get in our way. Just doing what I'm told, ma'am. I suppose I understand. Just stay out of the way. And uh, they do begin processing you patches. And as they are processing you, they hand, they hand you some uh, they hand you paperwork. 
<laughs> and they hand you, they slide a quill and ink over to you, and she's like, uh, as long as you're here, you can help us fill all of this out. Make the process a lot faster. And if you guys want to be doing anything outside of this, just step in and let me know. Volna, Arwol, and Callista are, you all are together still, I'm assuming still up on that dock in that, um, near the weapons shop. Van, disguised as a guard, is down here. Patches, you have no idea that Van is in here with you. As far as you know, you're totally alone with all these guards. You're, you've already heard the guards butting heads just like a little bit as you're in here. But she slides the paperwork over to Van. She looks over at you, Patches, and this woman, you can't really, her features are hard to tell. Her face is very square, but other than that, she's like totally covered in this armor. And she looks over to you and is just like, I oh, must be real proud of yourself, stealing from uh, one of the most well-known merchants in the city. I'm always pretty proud of myself. <laughs> See how far that attitude gets you. Okay. Um, and as you all are looking around, there are about four cells in here. And you can tell they are cells simply because above them it does say prisoner, and it seems like there's a place to write something, like where they could write this down with quill and ink, a piece of paper beside it. And the doors are thick and they are wooden. You can see a giant padlock latch on it. And this doesn't lock like a little latch that goes over a hook that you put a padlock in. It's like a big bar that goes over the door and that the padlock keeps from, the like lock itself keeps from swinging. So the door like physically can't open if this thing is closed at all. There, there are four of these doors and they're just a little slot with tiny little bars on it on each of these doors, like a tiny little window that you could look out of that's just like a tiny rectangle. And as they are filling out these papers, they do open the door and they throw you into it and on the ground patches. And as you are skidding across this, the door, it does shut behind you and the keys lock it as you are finishing this up. Just slam it a few times. Yeah, bam, bam, get in there, motherfucker. Um, But as you're sitting in here, there is like a a drain, if you will, and the the ground underneath you is slimy, and there is just like a cot, but it's a piece of wood with like chains that keep it from falling into the floor that go up and along the wall, and some slime from the swamp is just slowly but surely just like trickling down from that vent that's like up in the top of this, and it just smells putrid and horrible in here. Uh, you don't really see anywhere to use the bathroom, but you think that if you did it in here, you wouldn't know the difference. I'll just shit on the floor. Yeah, Catch just takes a big shit on the floor. You hear the other door click and open as... I'm just gonna do this. I think it only did it the one... No, it keeps going over to the crow. What are you hitting? Just the button. See? And then it plays that one. Yeah, they're all lit up. <laughs> My gosh. Sorry. There's gonna be a few kinks. We're working out the new system, but... And it's done. Yeah, it's Let me good. try the door. We're good. <laughs> I like like a dragon roared and a crow cawed and like all <laughs> kinds of shit when they shut your cell door. <laughs> like what the fuck is going on? That's amazing. D and D. Patches, as you get thrown in here, <laughs> we're back. Patches, as you get thrown in here, they do check you for extra weapons. You are patted down. They get your name. They ask for it. Did I tell the council? I told the merchants? council your name was Patrick. Patrick, yes. I'm, I'm sticking with that. <laughs> okay. So Patrick gets thrown into a cell, uh, and she's like, if I had it my way, thieves like you would rot in here, Patrick. Cool. And well, she, you don't. She slams this door, and as she slams it, your wrist is just scorching. It is like on fucking fire right now. And uh, Can I put it in like the the doo-doo water to make it you could. not hot? Um, you could, but you think it's coming from that bracelet okay. that is around your wrist. And that thing is just heating up like molten metal. It doesn't actually sear your skin, but it does hurt. As you are feeling this, uh, the same woman is, uh, like you hear another door open. And as this door opens up, you hear her go, oh, under Lyle, again with this. 
You have this man marked as a human, but it's a half elf. For the last time, pay more attention. And you hear, uh, you hear a voice speak out and it just says, what does it matter? I've been here for weeks. <sighs> and how did you get it wrong anyway? Didn't get the ears right or something? And uh, you just hear like a little bit of a commotion and she's just like, Underlyle, you idiot. Like get it together, this is your last chance. If this happens again, you're out of here. I just like, from the cell, I'm just like, last chance, Underlyle. <laughs> <laughs> where is there, where, what are the exits? Like um, there, the only exit is the one that you the came in, and you would actually be able to see this. Uh, so Van, you would know they have shut Patches Patrick's cell, and they've opened another one, and there is a man in here with dark hair, and his eyes are so bright and green that you can see them even from the other side of this room as he is sitting there. He has his dark jet black hair, these really gaunt features, and the clothing that he's wearing is just like torn and ripped. And you can see her like yelling at Underlyle. This man is clearly a half elf, like bright elven eyes and like slightly pointed ears. Doesn't look that different from Patches except for the stark black hair and like his gaunt skinny features. It's obvious he's not been eating well. You can just like hear him be like, how much longer do I have to be in this place? And uh, she just like throws him back into the cell. You can hear the sludge like as he's thrown back into it. And she's like, watch your tone prisoner until your trial comes up. You are going to keep your mouth shut and obey the rules, and you're going to do as you were told. Now march out here. He does like march out really slowly. As he comes out, his hands are not tied or anything. He stands in the center of this room, and she's like, all right, Underlyle, fix the paperwork, and get your new friend over there to help you out. Might as well put you to work while you're here. Yeah, uh, my name's Dan. Uh, didn't ask for your name, but thanks for it anyway. Get to sure. work. Oh yeah, Roy! <laughs> Working on the paperwork over here, goddamn. If... <laughs> Uh, so there is another guard over here that has just been standing by the door. Uh, nothing else, not speaking with anyone. It seems like they are literally just guarding this door. It was the first man that actually was talking to Patrick up in the weapon shop, just standing there, javelin in hand, on alert. And as he is standing there, this woman walks by and she says, You all guard this place. I'll be right back. I have duties. and I'm going to go talk to the Council of Merchants about our friend over here. Surely if they sent you, you can handle this. I won't be gone long. Oi, oi, Captain! Crunch! Uh. <laughs> You'll call me ma'am, ma and you will address me by my last name. Yes, ma'am! Roll history for her name. My last name. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that from the cell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a total patches move. Yeah, ma'am, sorry, I was concentrating on the paperwork, can't remember shit. You... Don't know my last name. Roll history. It's another five. Uh, yeah, with a five, you are totally un you have no idea what this woman's name might be. Sorry, ma'am, just having a little bit of a brain fart right now. I was out fighting zombies all fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> I roll a deception. <laughs> Twelve. <sighs> Understandable, I suppose. Uh, you are defending the town, and you've been you've been put to work by the Council of Merchants, and. Uh, You've done your duty. Unlike some people, and she looks over to the one she's been calling Underlyle, and uh, as she walks out, it's Thornember, and you'll do well by yourself to remember it next time. Absolutely, Captain Thornember. She walks out and just like slams this door behind her, um, and as it clinks shut, Underlyle is trying to correct this paperwork. There's a gaunt, skinny man standing in the middle of this room, and uh, you were standing in here, Van. There's just like a doorway and then all the cells down this way. What is directly outside the doorway? 
It's it's that uh, the stone foundation. It's like level with the muck. So you guys had to walk through the muck to like get into this place. Everyone's boots are dirty. There's tracks all over the ground in this place. It stinks just like you were in the swamp when you were fighting those zombies. And this man does turn to you while she's gone, and you can tell his voice is directed at yourself. Patches the bracelet still burns very brightly, and as he speaks out to you, he says, "So what are you in here for?" Uh, nothing. Apparently, nothing. Oh yes, me too. Nothing. Nothing at all. Yep. I message Van, uh, message uh, patches into his brain. I say, dude, I'm totally a guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you can dude, I'm totally a guard while this guy is talking to you. Uh, you can respond with like five or six words, I believe. It's kind of like chuckling. Um, <laughs> five or six words. I need more than five or six words. Tough. Wes. Nope. But uh, so when I'm doing the when I'm doing the the paperwork over there, mm-hmm. I'm also like. Whistling, like, and uh, that's also, uh, and I'm like clicking and making some noises. I'm thieves you. canning. <laughs> you like, piece of shit. Yeah. Fine, I'll allow it. Yay. I'm, Yay. Saying, I'm like, these people are fucking so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really thieves can't from the cell, though. Can I? Because you can't. Well, you like, can, like a bar. <laughs> There's a little you window. Can, you can like, because it's audible too, but you can like do little snaps and pops and shit and like knock on the door and whatever. I basically, I, yeah, I just think Thieves can't back like, got it. Um, because what I want to say, I can't. It's he's too like, much. And then yeah. this man in the middle of the room, he holds his hands up. They're not bound. He's like, I, I could just escape at any moment. You guys aren't going to do anything. He's looking right at you, Van. And I go, you best stay in your place, boy. Oh. I'm not to be flexed with today. Bunch of scary guards in here. And he's Can like, I just say again from the cell, last chance, Underlyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you hear Underlyle like, <clears throat> like trying to fix his paperwork. You can see, you're standing right by Underlyle. You can see Underlyle like sweating a bit. Underlyle is not as filled out as the other guards by any means. Like sort of scrappy, a little dorky. How far down is... Armor ill-fitting. How far down is um, the doors are? They're cell. on the level, like so. It's there's. It's like an arc in this building. It's one, two, three, four. Patches is in two. This man who is standing out here was in three, and one and four seem to be empty. And it's basically it's just like a corridor. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a room. Yeah, cool. it's like a room. Um, how which which cell down is Patches' cell? It's the second. The second one down. Mm-hmm. I would like to use silent image, and what I would like to do is anything. Okay, sure. Where, where, are the, where are the other people? So there's a guard standing at the door that is watching you. At the very front. Yeah, but they can see, like, the hallway is a straight shot. You can see all the way down to the other end of it from yeah. the front door. Yeah. Patrick's and while you're going over all this, uh, this guy does speak out again, and he's like, well, Patrick, where are you from? How'd you end up in this town? The, who's asking me this? The other prisoner. The other prisoner? I say that I am from some... I'm from, a, you know, a swamp in the middle of nowhere, and I don't really remember how I ended up here. Oh, no friends? No nothing? No friends, no nothing. Ah, seems we have a lot in common. Seems like if one of us was to get out of here, we could help each other out. On the outside. You know oh, yeah. what I mean. And then you hear a couple of clicks, like uh, what Van was doing, and uh, it basically communicates, I heard everything you both said. And then I communicate back to him, oh, word. I, I just thieves can't. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> so the three of you were like yeah. speaking in thieves can't yeah. in the middle of this uh, place I was like, on top of a different conversation. I, I'd like to cast. Um, and Underlyle's just sweating and his armor's not fitting right and he's looking real worried. Um, I'm gonna, I'd like to send like Ori up and just kind of like look around and see if like 
what happened though? That, that was a cocked. Um, basically, I'm gonna like look down the alleyway and see if like anything's amiss from like the okay. hatches trying to get out. How far are they away from us? Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming they're still standing oh, up on the top okay. dock at this point. We're Maybe talking to out amongst what our themselves. Best of action yeah. Should be. yeah. Twelve. A twelve. Perception. I'm looking through Ori. She's kind of just. You're up on the top where you are, flying around. Yeah, and she's just kind of circling the building and okay. just like. Sure. You see, you. It seems like business is normal. There are a lot of people like repairing these bridges from mm-hmm. where the zombie attack happened. They are getting bodies and like on the bottom, they're pulling them up and out of the muck. Like what remains are mm-hmm. there. And like even though the fall, I mean the fall is large. And even though it's like swampy water, like a fall from the very top would still likely kill you. And it seems like a few of these bodies have bites and scratches. They're pulling them out. The blood is sitting on top of this green black water. And the scene of it is pretty interesting. You also see a guard that you have not seen yet. Um, a woman and she is marching in like you can see her shoulders are forward and her back is like leaning forward she's obviously determined walking up here she has armor on very similar to the guard that was speaking with you and Callista that stopped you from casting a spell other than that you're not really noticing anything okay look to Callista should we go talk to the council of merchants again see if we can sway this um- I, I guess that's our best course of action. I doubt anybody at the dungeon is going to listen to us. Yeah. Volna, would you help throw a little sway with Austin and see if maybe he can like put a better word in for patches? Because uh, um, all you have to do is just say <clears throat> that maybe we should get him out of this crap town. Well, whatever makes our journey easiest, I'm happy to assist with. It'll certainly be faster if we can get him out without waiting for a trial. Yes. Uh, our time is running short, and it is imperative Indeed. I return home. Okay. So. Like a Donald Trump pardon. <laughs> yeah. Anything I can help with, I'm okay. happy to. Let's go talk Thank to you. the council merchants. All right. So we'll make our way there. Yeah. You'll walk in, and as you do walk in, uh, there, was, there was a rough and tumble-looking guy in this place. He was speaking of bandits and loot and treasure. He was very disrespectful, as you all spoke with him, very nonchalant. Orston, the elf that was in here is no longer here. There was only the woman who was very aloof as you all were sitting here. Uh, she just has a very bored expression on her face. She wears blue clothing. Um, she does have some marks on the back of her hands and she's just sitting in her chair in almost the exact same spot as when you all left. She sits in this room alone as you walk up to the top of this. And though this town is stinky and a little bit gross, like a lot of these rooms are still very ornate. Mm-hmm. And this room is one of those. It has sloping ceilings that reach all the way down to the floor, statues that are very intricate outside. But at the same time, it seems like a little bit of an empty shell. Like they were just working with stone and there really isn't anything else in this place. And the the room though, uh, you guys experienced this when you first walked in, as you enter the threshold of this doorway, it doesn't smell bad as you walk into this place. Whether it's magic or otherwise, you can't tell, but it doesn't stink in here at the very least. Good magic. So uh, she looks at you and as she's looking at you, she just like rolls her eyes a bit and she's like, you're going to miss the fairy if you don't hurry. (laughs) Well, to run into a slight hitch with our plans. As everyone here seems to do. It's an interesting place. I'm seeing that could be a trend here. Um, I think your guards are maybe a little overzealous. Um, one of our party members has been um, hauled off to the dungeon, and we're not going to be able to leave without him. So we've come to look for some help to get him released, if possible, get him out of your hair. The laws are the laws, and no one receives exceptions for those, but if your friend is innocent and the guards are overzealous as you say then the trial will be quick and there will say, be no evidence accelerate the process a bit i suspect you're going to find that he was being a bit tricksy 
He doesn't ever mean harm. I don't think he actually damaged or hurt anything or took anything he wasn't supposed to. It's probably best for everyone if we just get him out of here. So what do the guards say he did? What is the offense? Did they tell us? They didn't say he did anything. Um, They just said there was going to be a trial for something that he didn't even take. Mm. There was nothing on him. He put his hands up in the air and was like, please, look me over. I took nothing from this woman who says I did. I suppose I could do my best to summon the other members of the council, but it is not an easy task. They are busy people, and uh, I regret being here myself at this point. Uh, Well, it looks like you might be a little mean. Why don't you... Throw your hat in the ring. You don't look like you're doing much right now. We can't make a decision without the entire council. The trials are held every morning. Our day is done. And When's the next ferry? The ferry leaves every three hours. I do believe that one is leaving fairly soon, but it's not just my decision. You understand it's the entire council's vote. Right. Of course. Once all of the evidence has been presented to us. Volna, I would kind of like whisper more or less to her. I'm like... Can you use a little bit of sway? They trade with Cormanthir, and you're of the noble family. She steps forward and says, Look, we don't mean to bother, and our friend doesn't mean to harm, and any damages caused, I'm sure we can come to some sort of, uh, let's call it a solution. A payment, if it's necessary. This is all very silly, and these are my escorts. I am of the Hanali family, and it is imperative I return home now. And I would hate to miss this fairy. And uh, as she's, holy shit, she got a nat 20. Yes. <laughs> and, for the win. Uh, yeah. And so uh, this woman does, you know, she perks up a bit at the Hanali. It seems like maybe she had forgotten and she hasn't even really like glanced your way. And she's like, if it means that much to you, I suppose. And as she says this, that same woman that Ori saw busts in through this door and she just says, I am sick of this council sending other mercenaries and guards down into my cell. I take care of everything on my own. We don't need extra. And then she catches that there is an audience with the council and she closes her mouth very quickly. Then she seems to recognize, like a bit of recognition comes across her face as she's sitting here and she's like, oh, begging for your friend's life and freedom, I imagine. Or like just trying to get him out of your hair. Well, maybe it's a good thing after all. But your friend will stand trial like anyone else. Isn't that right? And she looks to this woman, and as she looks over to her, she goes, See that he's let go. It's out of our hands at this point, and I will take full responsibility for anything. And she goes to argue, and she's like, What makes you the, sorry, the other captain of the guard is like, and what makes you all so special? Why do you get your friend out? He's committed a crime. He's a thief. We're friends with nobility. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Well, that must be nice. You don't know what it's like to squalor in the muck and to deal with these things. Our town has enough trouble as it is, and your friend brings more and then gets out for free because of the people he knows? If you're happy leading that lifestyle, more power to you. But most people here like an honest day's work and an honest day's conversation. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Think what you will, but we know where we came from. Mm-hmm. Don't have time to stand around and explain it to you. But more important things are afoot here, and while he does tend to wander off and cause trouble occasionally, he's worth a lot to our party for what we're trying to accomplish, which is a much larger, greater good. Oh, I'm sure that stealing from the merchants in our city has something to do with your greater good plan. He didn't actually get anything. Yes, but he attempted to. And that will still come out, and he will he will still be a felon here, even if your connections can get him out of the city. 
We'll see you soon, I'm sure. I think we're okay with not visiting again. Thanks. We good. And uh, <laughs> and she she looks at over at the lady. You can see a scowl on her face, her teeth showing a bit, but she bites it back and she swallows her pride. She shuts her mouth and says, pardon my disruption. I take the blame fully. And I own up to my actions. This was disrespectful of me. And unlike some people, I know how to admit when I'm wrong. And uh, she puts her feet together. She taps her spear on the ground, her javelin on the ground one time and turns to leave. Uh, she walks out of this place, and as she is walking out of this place, Van, I think you were about to do something down in the cells. I'm going to play like I didn't know any of this was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you no. should. Perfect. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm going to cast Silent Image. This is going to be great. Right, <laughs> uh, right in front of... Uh, right in front of the... Um, right behind the main entrance to the corridor where the cells are. And I am going to cast an image that is just um, me as a guard. And did you say there was another guard standing next there, to me? There is a guard at the door who is basically patrolling, just watching out over this place. And then under Lyle, um, who you sort of know now, is still like totally focused on this paperwork. You can see that Underlyle is like scratching things out and like getting, dipping the quill and like rewriting it beside it. It seems like a lot's messed up, but he is scratching out human on this and writing like half elf and correcting the letters in a name. And it just seems like this dude cannot get his shit together. I'd like to cast the silent image that makes um, right when you look inside the door, it just looks like me and Underlyle are working on our paperwork and nothing else is going on. Oh, if you were to look into if the you door. you were to look into the, okay. the corridor. Okay, interesting. And, uh, Patches, as this is happening, uh, this man is thieves canting to you. You can hear it as well. And he's just like, we'll just go through this conversation really quickly and assume that this is all sort of like Van is making this all happen as you all are talking, um, if that's okay. Did you want to do something before we started, though? Well, I mean, he, he told me, you know. I know what. I, I'm, on the, I'm on the DL. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I'm on the level. Um, so I just thieves can't back to him. I'm not Patrick. I'm Patches. He is thieves canning to you. Like you're looking, I'm a, you yeah. can look out of that little bar and you can see him. And with the hand gestures, the, the conversation becomes much more fluent, much more easy. And uh, he asks, uh, where, where are you really from? Who are you? Uh, Raven's Bluff, more or less. Um, and I'm in a group of uh, adventurers and we're... We're on a mission. There I, are. I these can't. A correction. Total, group of total badasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you all are like tapping and you're doing like small hand gestures and stuff. Patches, your arm is still. Yeah. I mean, this whole time on fire. Like since they started to walk you down those docks, your arm like just started to light up and is like glowing really brightly and it's getting hotter. Like as this heat is increasing, it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. Like this bracelet is like. Basically humming and vibrating on your wrist. Does my skin look damaged or it anything? Doesn't, it okay. hurts. It really does hurt, okay. but it doesn't like do actual damage to you. It's just like a magical property of this thing. So I want to also thieves can't to Van and say a dragon is coming right now. And I'm like, I thieves can't. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, this guy, like you see his eyes, like what the fuck? Like as he thieves can't this, I'm and he's like, like are you serious? He's like, are you serious? Like yes. really quickly? Yes. And he's like, and he says like quickly to you, if you get out, you help me out, and if I get out, I name? help you out. What's your name? Um, my name, he thieves can't you, is Telvive. T e l v e e v. I would like to invisible mage hand my thieves tools mm -hmm. and very quietly start to unlock. Tel Aviv's 
Hmm. I please can't. How close are we talking? How hot your arm? And and the other guard who's been standing at the door is like, what are you all We're of you like, doing? He's like, it's the same one. No, really. I mean, it's getting frantic. Like you're like, like, I'm, like tab- I'm like blinking more stuff. And I, I say, I say, I'm sorry, sorry, mate. I, it's a it's a tick. Every time I start writing stuff and I'm concentrating on something, I have to stop making little noises. It's like a repetition thing. But you didn't do it just there. Well, it's because I was fucking talking to you. Uh, roll deception. Sixteen. Oh my god. Cool. So <laughs> he's like, uh, oh, 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 my bad. And it's, this is the same guard that was like one of the first ones to show up and that was talking to you. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, apologies. I, sh- I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have pried. And uh, they, you're asking him how close it is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, it's, it's getting closer and closer. I chill. And, and, and this guy, you see him, as you say, you'll like let him out and stuff. You see him like regain his posture at least like he's not his eyes aren't wide anymore he's sitting here like and you see those you know he's obviously a half elf too Mm -hmm. and um he is standing here and looking at you and as he's looking at you he just says how how do you know i have a magical bracelet that tells me i message Uh, him this guy's like what the fuck is going on i message him to not make as many noises as we were and i just say trust us we know he's like he's like what have you been like doing He's asking you basically, like, how do you know all of this? Like, what, what is going on? I can't tell you that, but but I will help you if I when I get out. I message him. We're kind of a big deal. <laughs> He's like, he says, how? Like, how are you a big deal? What do you know about this? Like, I'm just looking to save my own skin here, well, basically. Well, and I'll help you do that, but we can't. He's like, really. if you know, he, and he one more time, he's Steve scanning. He's like, look. I'm on your side. I'm on the level. But, like, if there's something going on and you know about it, I want to know about it because I don't want to die and I want to know what's about to happen. Like, are we getting out of here? Do you know the dragon? He's asking you, like, these things. I, I don't know what dragon it is, um, but a dragon is approaching. I message him, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> uh, he's standing here, and this guard is looking out at all of you. And uh, he's like, well, he's Steve scanning to you still, says, at least I know it's coming, I guess. You're sure I can't, like, know any of this? Uh, without any details, I just, thieves can't tear fall. Uh, and he, thieves can't, he thieves can't, what? He's <laughs> like, yeah, totally. I just messaged uh, individually to both of them. Hold tight, chill. And as this is happening, this woman, like, she opens this door again, and as she opens this door up, you all hear screams coming from outside. They aren't, like, screams like like death-curdling or anything, but, like, shouts. Someone is shouting out from this swamp. Uh, Arwell, Callista, you all are on the top. You can hear these as well. These shouts boom almost magically over this place. It is a male's voice. It is guttural, and it rings in all of your ears. It says... We are here for Velvet, in the name of Velvet, and in place of Velvet. This town is our town now. And you two may be able to look down and see them. This guard, like, pulls her javelin out, and as she does, you see these bodies begin to come out and up and on top of these docks. In the middle of this swamp, though, there are only two people standing there. And they have slick black skin and dragon-like faces, though they are humanoid and about as big as you. You can see two horns on each side of them. One is large 
and one, like muscular, well-built with a thick tail and stands much taller than the other. But it seems as though the smaller one is the one talking and uh, that the male's voice is coming out of this smaller one. And then you hear a female's voice as the larger of these two dragonborns steps out to speak to you. They have robes on and dark black armor. They really look like silhouettes of two dark black figures. And uh, you hear her voice ring out as well. And she says, Praise be to Father. Praise be to Velvet. Everyone who doesn't want to die should leave now. Abandon your homes and your things. If you are seen taking anything, death is the penalty. We are surrounding you now, and we own this village. And as she's saying this, you do notice that there are black-robed figures up on the top. They all have these masks pulled over their faces with horns wrapping around the back of them. And uh, This is like an eyes wide shut party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so uh, you all are hearing these screams come out. Patches is still in his cell, this man in the middle of the room looking a little more frantic than before. We, um, have we left the hall, I'm guessing, of Elder? If you, yeah, if you, yeah, if you yeah. want. I sigh, and then I take my health potion. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, God. All right. like, we're, oh, we're all Lord. hearing all this shit outside. Yeah, the, the voice is, like, magically mm-hmm. booming over there, so everyone can hear it. Two I'm going to, um, yes. Calista sort of wants to take <laughs> off running down towards the dungeons to try to get... Okay, so Callista does like you take Try off running down and toward these patches, yeah. patches. As you are standing in this place, uh, Van, you are right behind him. This this man looks to you, and he just says like out loud, "No longer thieves canning." He's like the tear fall. You know, uh, he's like you know a lot more than I thought you did. And as he's looking at you, you see his eyes like they're really bright and they're really green. And he's like, "You could come with me. Do you want to?" No. And as he says this, you know, you see these, like, his eyes, they grow into slits. Oh, and God. his, like, green, like, his breath turns oh, green shit. around his mouth. Shit, and as he shit. does, you see his, like, the skin rip from his body as he starts to, like, grow it. in the center of this place. And his voice changes as his snout elongates into this skull-like face. The horns, like, curl around his head. A sizable dragon is breaking in through this place and filling this room. And he says, You should have come with me. And as he says this, everyone's going to roll for initiative. Who is this transforming? <laughs> the man who was Thieves King and talking yeah. to okay. them. Hello, past timeline humans. It is, once again, your favorite artificial intelligence. Here from the distant future. Your tiny brains could not have handled more good news in my last message and our energy reserves, powered by human flesh, were running low. Now that your simple minds have had time to adjust to the deck of many.com having RPG reference cards that can help alleviate some of the pressure from your baby brain during gameplay I implore you to bear witness to even grander news. The deck of many.com has just begun a kickstarter for animated spell cards. Even my advanced robot brain is like holy shit. This is incredible. Everyone in the distant future who backed it is a king now and anyone who passed the opportunity is having their flesh turned into energy. Don't let their flesh go to waste. And don't curse your ancestors to a lifetime of having their flesh farmed. Go check out their Kickstarter and make sure to get some real magic for your table. The deck of many.com. Y'all need to be careful who you thieves can't in front of. That's totally just got me, got Wes. Hey! Gotcha, bitch. Okay. <gasps> Y'all ready for this? Uh-huh. Place yourselves. Calista, you're up here with Arwell. Okay. Everything <laughs> is a song. Uh, all right. Van, what'd you get? 
Uh, 21. Wow, patches. <laughs> um, I got a seven. Patches is a seven and still in his cell for what it's worth. Arhul. Mm -hmm. uh, 20, not 20. Nice, Callista. Nine. 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 Nine, 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 uh, nine. Arwal, what is your dex mod? My dex mod is plus three. Really? Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> you a dexterous motherfucker. Yeah, I'm a He really is. He's dexy like me. <laughs> Bring Dexy's him dexy back. Runners. Alrighty. Oh god. Van, you were up you were the very first one up. There is a dragon transforming in front of you, starting to fill up this entire room that you are in. The ceiling is grumbling. A stench fills fills this place that was not here before. Um, and as this dragon is here and breathing and transforming, as his like he has this saliva that's coming out of his mouth. It is a bright, strange green, and as it touches the floor, you can hear it like like this is like little bits of the saliva are like hitting the ground. For my first action, my free action, I'd like to say, I look up at the dragon and I'm like, is going with you still an option? <laughs> is that really what you want to do? Yeah. Okay, hell yeah. yeah. Um, and then I would like to, um, I'll stand my ground. Yeah, that's fine. Sure, and uh, this dragon looks to you and says, The cult of Thrustrograyel is always open, and to people who know about the tear fall, as it seems you do, you might be a luxury that I could have, important, sit closer to me than any of the other cult members, even my son and daughter. That sounds awesome. All you have to do is pledge your loyalty and help me destroy this town. Fuck this town. Promise <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was like, in. <laughs> I'd say, no problem, fam. <laughs> okay, roll persuasion. 12. Tells me the dragon is going to roll higher. Obviously, I'm going to need you to prove this to me. So prove it. Uh... What, uh, so am I, am I still in the cell? Has he, like, broken out of the cell? No, he's still, like, in this place with you. This, like, he's a hulking dragon is sitting in the, sitting in the corridor, like, yeah. like his neck cell. out and looking back toward you. And you can see his eyes flashing back and forth. They are this, like, deep green. And there's, like, this little bit of, like, wispy smoke coming out of it. But you notice that his eyes glance over to the guard who is standing at the door, like, shaking and spear, like, poised toward him. I would like to, um, draw my crossbow. Uh-huh. And minor illusion cantrip. Okay. Me firing an arrow at the guard. Okay. It's so is the minor illusion the bolt? The arrow, yes. Okay. And I guess that's all I can do is the standard action. Yeah, let's see. Yes. But I but I when I do this, I raise it directly at his head and he knows the fucking thing is coming. Uh, yeah, he sees he sees yeah. this, and he's well. He's waiting on this crossbow bolt to come in. Yeah. So you're just like looking straight at him, aiming it for a second, and then you're gonna. I'm gonna lose that it shoots directly. Okay. No, that's fun. I'll give you inspiration for it, regardless oh, of like you. how the rest of this plays out, because that's really fun. <laughs> thank you. So you do see this, like you see this bolt, like you don't hear the latch or anything, but you see the bolt like sail across this place and like stick into the guy. Uh, it goes right by his head. So, oh, you shoot an actual one, but the minor illusion is that it looks like it hits him? No, no, yeah. It goes into his body. It looks like it's in his body. Okay, sure. So you shoot this minor illusion, it hits his body, and he looks down at it, and he looks up at you, and he looks bewildered for a second, and then you see, like, this confusion start to set down on his face. And I wink at him. Oh, and, and he's like, 
Uh, and he falls to his knees. Oh, and, like, God, I'm dying. He rolled. He rolled pretty high on his intelligence check. So cool. he, this guy, like he's like, he falls on his knees and he's like, uh, uh, oh, oh no! <laughs> and, like, and, like, falls over on his face. Oh no! What do you mean perception? And he like he like holds. He's like holding where it would be like his hand around it, and he's like he can see. And then he's just like as he sits on the ground, you can hear him like. Oh. And his body like goes still. Nice. Yeah. Um, anything else, man? Oh god. Um, well, I mean, I already used my my free action to talk, so I can't. Yeah. I just look up at the I look up at the dragon and I'm like, talking is a free action. You can just say oh, words. I can just do it. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm just like, what's next? Uh, <laughs> 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 he says, he's like, uh, now we just need to convince your friend in that cell. That won't be a problem. Our wool's up. Dude, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, just cast uh, False Life on myself. Okay, give yourself some temporary uh, experience, or uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. temporary level, uh, some um, temporary health, and are you are you both like wa- walking and talking to one another as you're running down this dock? Yeah, and then I'm just like, um, I guess we need to get to Patches, and then I'm gonna head out that way. Okay, yeah, I'm still down. running. Running, 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 trying right. to get there. As you all, as you were both running, you see these other, like they, like some sort of cultists. They have these masks on, sitting on all of these docks with you. As Arwal and Callista are moving down and through this dock, you see them start to come out of these nooks and crannies and doors that are all up here. As you are both running by, you see two of their hands come up. And as their hands come up and out of this, you see this metallic, black, like strange clawed glove on each of their hands. And as they look at you, they hold their hands out to you. They whisper a few words under their breath. And then you can see them clench their hand in the air. And as they do... So it's just like, we don't live here! (laughs) (laughs) As they... (laughs) Stop! Who are you? Um, And as they are doing this, I need both of you to roll... Oh god. Wisdom saving throws. Oh is this magic, obviously? Mm-hmm. Yes. I love being a gnome. I get advantage. <laughs> oh, really? Uh-huh. That's cool. Come on, tabletop loot dice. Don't fail me now. I subtract wisdom from mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. She's that's smart, a, but she's not a, wise. That's a 14. <laughs> a 14? 13. Uh, so you both save. Yes. And Ooh. as this happens, you feel your bodies, like, you feel your bodies start to constrict and your arms get pulled to your side. Your legs become heavy and groggy. Arwol is, like, naturally able to just, like, step out of this. It's magic. It doesn't affect you quite as much. So your arms and legs don't get quite as heavy, but Callista, yours do. They become heavy and hard to move, but then you, like, just grit your teeth and you mm-hmm. push through that and you continue mm-hmm. running. Uh, there are fuck these two guys. cultists near you, so uh, or will you just like, fuck these guys, uh-huh. like you're gonna keep trying to move forward. I'm trying to get to the dungeon area where okay. Patches is. great. Uh, and as this are we is, yeah, go ahead. in initiative or can I take an action now? You're in initiative. So as this happens, Velvet looks over to you and as he turns, he's like, In Patches. Prove your allegiance. And his tail whips quickly and just, and you see that door just like blown to splinters in front of you as this tail like quickly whips in front of it. You can see this face. It looks like a skull. I mean, where the other dragons are very reptilian, black dragons are like super scary looking, like really gaunt skull-like features. Their eyes are hollow and deep. Their teeth sit like just under their lips and you can't see gums or anything that resembles like organic material. It just looks like the sheen black and this green smoke coming out of his mouth. 
And with that, he turns and with a claw just like breaks this entire wall. And you see that the female captain of the guard sitting there, her javelin poised, and as this claw rakes, it goes over the guy that uh, Van acted like he killed. And so it seems like he was spared from this, at least, because you see the captain of the guard just like these claws tear through her chest, and you can just see like three deep gouges through her armor and like it starts to melt and sizzle as these claws are raking through it and busting this wall and from where Arwell and Callista are standing you just see this debris just like out from it and for the first time you all see the image of this dragon stepping out and into this swamp from this place he was under the docks Mm -hmm. and so stepping out and you see this black dragon poised up and these wings that are ripped and they have all these holes in them you see like what a strange resemblance of a smile come across its face and the wings like the wind pulls through them but you just hear them flap like and you hear one dragon roar as he takes off and starts climbing up like he's not flying but he is using his wings to push and as you all are standing on this dock this body quickly just like up and past you and toward the top of this town as he is running past Uh, the two cultists who are standing at the bottom of this the two dragonborn cultists sitting here they're like Keep these people back. Make sure everything stays open. And uh, as this male and female dragonborn step forward, Callista is up. Fuck. She's just yelling that as she runs. (laughs) Yeah, holy shit. Very, it's in tune. It's beautiful. (laughs) She's a singer. Um, I would like to cast Enhance Ability on myself as I run. (laughs) Sure. For wisdom. Enhanced space ability. Enhanced space ability. ability. (laughs) Thank you. I feel like calling it enhanced space ability makes it even more confusing. Uh I now have the space ability to be more wise. Yeah. Yeah, so I do that, and I want to keep running to where I perceive, where I'm guessing that Patches is being held. Okay. So you all are able to make it to the sec- to the next tier down, you and Arwell, as you are running. And as you do, you see this female cultist. She looks up to both of you and sees you both running. You do see the people of the town starting to come back out of these buildings, and they are quick to react. Like, this has all happened over the span of just, like, 15 seconds. seconds. Like, yeah. it's happening quickly. And you start to hear people shouting, the clattering of weapons being picked up. That skunk-haired woman with the black eye, uh, you know her name is Sheila. She steps out, and she yells something. She has this, like, it's it's not a club. It's, like, a pretty close to a baseball bat with a nail in it that it seems like she's made. And she yells out, and she's like, Cumble! We got trouble! As, like, she runs out into this place, and uh, she, like, hits her hand with this club one time and starts, like, making her way toward one of the cultists. You see those hunters begin to come out, too, and so they are all advancing on these cultists. But the male and the female dragonborn that are sitting down there, they have slick, sheen black armor. The female, she's the bigger of the two. Um, Female dragonborns are canonically, like, super ripped and... Humongous, and uh, they don't have boobies. Everyone who's ever made fan art of them, thank you very much, because they're lizards. But anyway, right. they don't feed their young from teeth. <laughs> lizards don't have nipples. Well, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> so the nippleless female dragonborn looks up to you all, and as she's standing down here, she just like she seems to be gone. And the male is just standing there, and there is a shroud of smoke where she was standing. And then in front of you and Callista, you just see, like, the smoke, and she steps out of this black smoke, dagger in front of her, and pushing out toward Callista. She's standing right beside you. And her dagger is poised and already moving toward you very quickly. That is a 20 to hit. Fuck. Uh, So that is going to hit you. No, thank you. 
it like as as Calista standing there, you see the smoke, you mm -hmm. see her move, but you go to like step to the side, you dance around it quickly, but it mm -hmm. still nicks at your side, and you're mm -hmm. gonna take two piercing damage. Mm -hmm. So it just it gives you like a cut on your side as you were like trying to dance past it. But she is hulking and in front of you and you can see like this grin on her face. She is bigger than the both of you put together. As she's standing here, this dagger looks almost silly in her hand. But you can see her features are very similar to the dragon that you just saw run up and past you. Horns curve around her head and point toward you. She has really gaunt features. Her teeth sit outside of this. She has bright green eyes that look out at you. And every bit of armor she wears is just like midnight black and it looks well oiled and taken care of. And so there's a sheen to her entire body as she sits here. And as her like teeth grimace and they clench together as this dagger is going toward you, you can see just like that same green slime-like spit inside of her mouth. It the contrast against her like stark black everything else it's like really strange to see and it's like nuclear and glowing almost in her mouth. The smaller of the two of them makes his way up to here. Um, he has he has a, a dagger in each hand and he looks out at Patches and Van as you stand there and he nods to Van and like is looking over toward uh, Patches' cell as uh, this is happening. Patches, you were up. He's looking at me? Yeah. I just make like the shoulder shrug <laughs> emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you talking about the one that's like the lines and the yeah, hands? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's like my favorite thing yeah. ever. Or emoticon, I guess. Yeah. Um, I so I'm going to, so for what it's worth in this fight. Mm -hmm. There is a dragon within 100 yards of you. You get a plus one to everything, everything, AC, yeah. HP, attacks, skill checks, all of it. Um, nice with bracelet. your with your bracelet of dragon's bane active, that thing has, if I remember correctly, it has like eyes around it, and it has little gems in between each of those eyes, and like crescent moons, and the entire moon cycle where the moons show up is like represented on that. And this thing is like glowing, and as this debris is settling um, from this explosion, you can just see this thing is, or you can hear this thing like, oh, like on your wrist, just humming a little bit, and it still is burning you, but you do feel a little bit bolstered by it, like as it sits on your wrist. Well, I'm going to leave the cell. I don't really know what the dragon wants me to do. Right. Um, it does the, and is the, the dragon born in front of me who's looking at me, is, does he seem like hostile to me? He seems like he's waiting. For me to do something? He's not like moving toward you. He stopped. Like, it, like he's walking up. As this is all happening, he's moving toward this thing and just stops right on the outside of the wall. Daggers poison his hands, but just like looking right at you. He, you see him nod to Van as he walks in, and then he looks to you with like a dagger in each hand. Uh, this woman lies gouged open in the swamp. Uh, the one that was locking you up and trying to take care of all these things. Her is abdomen is oh hell no. Her abdomen is like split into three wide gashes across her, and she lies like crumpled over in the swamp, floating. Her blood is starting to like meld with it, like oil and water. You can see it, the blood just starting to spread over the top of this. Uh, but he is looking at you. There is what appears to be a guard dead on the ground. Under Lyle has essentially shit his pants at this point and is standing at the counter, like has not turned around, has not moved. It's just like still poised over that paper with uh, like an ink and quill in his hand and you can like visibly see him shaking. I just say, last chance, Under Lyle. <laughs> So many last chances. Uh, oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. So I'm naming this episode. I'm not. <laughs> last chance under Lyle. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to hurt under Lyle. Patches wouldn't do that. I'm just going to I'm going to try to leave the dungeon. I'm just going to um, or just, I don't know, walk over to Van and be like, let's fucking go. 
Okay, you want to say let's fucking go? Yeah. You just walk up to Van and say let's fucking go, and that's where you... Yep. Okay, sweet. So Patches comes out, says last chance under Lyle, and uh, you see this guy, like, he doesn't move. He, he, he goes to, like, say something. You know, you can tell, like, when someone's lips just, like, they quiver a bit, like, like they're thinking of something to say, but he just stays in that position <laughs> if you say that. Like, quill poised above this parchment, and, like, you can see the ink just bleeding out on it, because if you just leave a quill le- there with ink, it's just, like, also, bleeding out over this. weapons. So. Oh, true. They did take them and have them here, though. You know they're here somewhere. Um, but that's true. You have no weapons on you. Okay. Well, can I roll, um, I don't know, perception? You would know where they put them. You would know where they put them. They're okay. like, there are multiple well, that's like, I, okay. foot lockers cool. up that's against the wall. That's what I'll do first, then. I, and, yeah, I want to get my weapons. Okay, it is locked. So you go up to, it's like a cabinet-style system with all of these, like, cubbies, if you will. And you know you would know exactly which one yours were in. They don't, like, sneak that. They throw them in there right in front of you. It's like evidence. They don't give a shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you would know which one yours are in. You can try to unlock it. Patches says, last chance under Lyle, walks out, nods to Van, and then walks over to this, pulls his, well, is that what, do you want to use Thieves' Tools to do this? You don't have to. I'll use a lockpick. There are many options. Yeah, I mean, I'll just use, I'll use the lockpick. Okay, so you do use your Thieves' Tools, and what did you roll? I rolled a 26. God. And so, <laughs> that just walks over, he gets his Thieves' Tools, and it seems like, before they even get all the way into that keyhole, it's like, open. <laughs> and, you know, under you you hear as Underlyle is shaking the keys at his side, jingling from <laughs> shaking, and there are like also keys floating in this place where this woman is dead, but Patch is too good to use any of those, like walks up, shows his skill, and picks this lock really quickly. I awesome. like it. And then so, it's, it's wide open. All of you, you like your short bow, your daggers, they're sitting in here. Okay. So I grabbed those. Um, is, so this dragonborn, like he, is there anything, like there's just a bunch of debris and stuff yeah. from. Um, still settling, like too, like this dust is still settling. The building, um, for what it's worth, is grown, starting to groan. Uh, okay. Above you, you can see the rock like, and like it is starting to crack just a bit. As you are sitting here, you can hear the creaking and groaning, and the building starting to shake just a bit above you. Like a bunch of rocks and debris have been blown out of the side of it. It wasn't just like the door; like the whole damn wall of this foundation got blown out by this dragon. Okay, um, I think that's all I can do for now. Anyway. Okay, so you have your things back. You have two or six or however many daggers at your side once more. Three. One has one, one of those has an emerald hilt on the bottom of it. It looks a little finer made than the others. Uh, and as this is happening, you do begin to hear the shouts of the people up on the tops of these docks and um, Thrustu Grael, a.k.a. Velvet, has made uh, his way to the very top of this. You can see the form sitting on the top of this. The building that you and Van are in is starting to crumble. There is a slender crocodile-looking dragonborn that looks almost identical to the female, other than being like much more slender with a more narrow snout. Just like black sheen, oiled, looking right at you. These like ivory horns coming around his face and pointed toward you. You can see that green in his mouth, but he seems to be waiting on something. And as this is all happening, Van, you are up once more. So the Dragonborn is looking, still looking at me and Patches, and he's looking at Patches kind of waiting to be yeah. like, prove yourself? You could assume. Okay. Uh, you are assuming, it sounds like. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I just uh, nudge Patches in the arm, and I look at the Dragonborn, and I'm like, I've known this bloke for... Five minutes. You're still doing guard voice? Yeah, they think I'm that guy. (laughs) Okay. This is great. And I'm like, I know people like this. This one's going to break. We'll get him to do whatever the fuck we want. I just do that, and I wait to see the uh, Dragonborn's reaction. 
All right, Patches, you are like re-equipping all of your weapons. You hear Van, who looks like one of the guards, and someone else entirely, really. He didn't just put on a guard outfit. Like, Actually, oh. sorry. Um, and uh, So, um, dude is still sitting there with his ink, and he's like, free, he's, he's like, shaking. like shaking visibly. He's like not turned around or anything. I cantrip a minor illusion. I uh, pull out of like my bag or whatever the fuck on my side, and I minor illusion a dagger in my hand, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I don't know, though. I think it's time for you to prove how manly you really are. And I hand the Minor Illusion dra- dagger to Patches. Um, can Minor Illusion it, it last outside of your square and move? Like, because Patches wouldn't actually be able to carry the Minor Illusion, is my point. So can you, like, move I mean, it I magically? Can, I, yeah, I mean, I could Minor Illusion something, like, across the room. Okay, sure. And so I minor, I'll buy it. I Minor Illusion... I'll buy it. Whatever. I, I Minor Illusion the dagger to really Patches, cool. and then <laughs> I, with my head turned to him and mm. not to the dragonborn can see, I just kind of give him this face as like, dab the motherfucker. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can even, I don't know, thieves can't it to him if you I want thieves it. can't to him. <laughs> um, yeah. Quietly, if that's the thing. Because the dragon's <laughs> far away, right? Oh, he's way up top. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, I thieves can't to Patches and I say, stab him in the back and hold the hilt in his back. Do not show blood. As it's received. <laughs> Arwell's up. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of skirt past Callista's um, leg, <laughs> and um, I'm going to touch the female dragonborn's leg with my glove and do shocking grasp. Oh, okay, nice. Let's see what might be happening here. Um, uh, so 18. Wow, that is a hit. Awesome. And so you are well. Uh, just to give a little bit of a better description of where you and Callista are, for the sake of the viewers, mm-hmm. you're on a very narrow walkway. It's about ten feet wide, and this female dragonborn has showed up in front of you in a, like a veil of smoke. There's a building immediately to one side of you. There's a forty foot drop on the other. And as you are standing here, Arwell reaches out with his glove. As soon as she's like, she comes lunging out toward Callista. Callista dances gracefully past, even though you only have that little bit of room. Mm-hmm. You're still able to gracefully dance past this, and as soon as this female dragonborn's body is coming at you with this dagger, you just immediately see Arwell, like, his glove touch her immediately as, like, I like the, I like the idea that Arwell's getting, like, quicker with these things, you know, and he just, like, grabs her, he, like, right. sees an opening, and his glove just touches her, and you hear this little zap. Uh, seven damage. And that's actually quite a bit of damage for this. Yes. And I will free action and be like, um, let's run. Your horns stand up. <laughs> and um, as I do that, I'm going to take the rest of my movement and um, I'm going to do a quick scan and see that there is one extra person if I go to my right. So I'm going to go left around the walkway to try to get down to the dungeon. Gotcha. Uh, with Thanks. that, you all hear a big, just like, Boom! From the top of this place. And as this boom happens, everything begins to shake and crumble once more. The building that patches and vanner in becomes even weaker. You can see the hairline cracks on the stone beginning to form and little pieces starting to fall from the ceiling. And like this dust is settling as you are all sitting in here. But this boom comes from the very top. And you can see this acid beginning to leak down and rain over this place. Huge chunks of debris are coming down. And as these chunks of debris are coming down, you hear this shrill scream of a woman, and as this debris is just like hitting the ground here, you see um, a body just like hit the mud, like underneath where all of you are. A blue tunic is sitting here, and like face down in it, you can see like 
is unrecognizable at this point. The skin melted off of the face, like all of this acid burning as this body is like sitting sizzling in the swamp near where all of you are. And uh, you just hear once more like this dragon roaring out from the top of this place. Everything is shaking. Callista, you were up. Where's Volna? Oh shit, I fucking forgot. This is why Wes wants us to get rid of Volna. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I forgot about Volna, um, as I often do. Two actions. Yeah, so Volna has been saving those actions up, baby. <laughs> and uh, she's been trying to figure this out all just right, almost as if she came out of nowhere. Yeah, but as she sits here, uh, this cultist in front of her, she does ready um, a cantrip in her hand, and she shoots it out toward this woman. It does, like, it goes to hit, and as this little firebolt shoots across, you see it explode and wrap around her, but you also see this, like, blue and dark sheen, like, over the outside of her. It seems like she is unscathed by it, and Volna is going to be running uh, just behind Arwul, as a matter of fact. Uh, Callista, you were up. Uh, Sorry about that, and Volna's right there before you. I would like to open by using my bonus action to... Give some inspiration. Nice. Right? Because I keep forgetting I'm a bard and not doing that. So we're going to do that today. <laughs> Hell okay. yeah. Hell yeah. It's going to happen. Um, and so I'm going to... Um, so I'd like to think that while we're traveling and camping, I like to just tell everybody bedtime stories sometimes. And so I'm going to call out to Arwell. Hey, Arwell. Remember that story I told you about that um, that Shaxx person? That, that bard? Yeah. Remember how cool she was? <laughs> Let me tell you again. <laughs> and so I recite While the poem. Like running <laughs> While I'm running, stuff. I'm like, hey, Arwell. <laughs> and I start reciting this poem that I've written. It's <laughs> practice for my epic. I love this story. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I love this. Zap. <laughs> In my best storytelling voice. Hear now a tale of shacks, a bard after my own true heart, who to protect the defenseless once shamed nobleman to bits. Now that's what I call art. As you know, I do that constantly. To fight a drought, a temple she entered with her adventuring party true, within found a skull that made a warlock a cow and sent him away for no use. In her wisdom, the skulls she took for later use and good. When the demon Zorgon they encountered, Shaxx threw it and gave the bitch hooves. <laughs> <laughs> so you all can hear, like, as, as Callista and Arwell, I'll give you inspiration for that. That was, that, that was taken from one of our listeners that actually sent me give one of her character stories. Yep, that's from Critical Sass. Ooh, oh, I love Critical Sass. She's one so, of my favorites. The level you. of calmness and absurdity of this story that oh, she's totally. writing to me totally gives me inspiration yeah. that we will be fine. Not only, was, not only is the story epic and cool, but you're like, well, Callista's keeping a cool head about yeah. this yeah, whole thing. we're fine. But no, you and, and then you guys battle can hear cry. this. I'm like, give the bitch hooves. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you all can hear these boards creaking and groaning, and all of this is happening. This dragon is roaring out up top. There and are that was just my bonus. I still have stuff. Yeah, to there are explosions and roars, and the building is falling. But you all can hear this voice crying out this story <laughs> of like inspiration, and you all can hear yeah. like the party bard is just like bolstering everyone. Here's your here. D6. Roll um, nice. For inspiration later. But okay. do you uh, do you, you are you just yelling the story, no instrument yeah. or anything like that? You yeah, just, I'm just like. I haven't, but as I'm reaching back to pull out mm-hmm. my wonderful new DOS loot, ah. you all can hear as the story's being told the tuning uh-huh. of this loot, and it's it's magical chords. They do ring, they ring differently, and uh-huh. it's not just like a sound you hear, but like. You know, sound is literally a vibration within your ear. It's like you can feel those vibrations from this as you're tuning it. Yes. Yeah. Aww. Aww. And your butt. (laughs) Also there. Um, (laughs) And your groin. But as this, wow. This is (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, as this is happening, this magic is ringing out and across this place. Yeah, as the bonus action while I'm pulling out the loot. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to, as I'm tuning it and reciting the Ballad of Shacks, um, I finally strike a chord on it, and I'm going to cast Invisibility on myself. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so so you hear this poem, and you see the loot coming over my back, and I strike a chord and disappear. That's awesome. Everybody's <laughs> gotten fucking Invisibility, so for me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Maybe so if you're nice, I'll catch Arwell, you sometime. Arwell shocks this dragonborn. You see her body seize up just a bit. This bolt of fire rakes across this magical armor around her body. Callista is shouting this story out mm. to him. A dragon is destroying this. He has thrown one of the one of the merchants, one of the council <laughs> merchants mm-hmm. down and into this. Her skin, her skin melting from her body. You can God, see her bones thing. and fat like cooking and sizzling like bacon almost. Write her a ballad. And then you hear this strum of these magical chords and as soon as you do, Callista just... Mm-hmm. Is gone. And then for my movement, I invisibly dive under the dragonborn's legs and follow. Um, nice. She's like seized up for that second. Mm-hmm. So you all are running down this. Uh, She's so confused right now. She is very confused. And you do hear her, like her roar isn't quite as big as um, Thrustugrael's, but she does roar out in like desperation and confusion as you disappear from her. And as she is looking around, she says a few words to herself. And j- similarly to Callista, just... Like, mm-hmm. she is no longer standing where she was. There isn't that wisp of smoke like there was before this time, however. The male dragonborn who is down here with Patches and Van on the bottom floor is all of this is, like, raining down, and you guys can hear all of this happening from the top. Um, he looks out to you, and he's like, Well, let's see it. Prove your allegiance. You've got one chance. He has these two daggers pointed at you. He does take a step closer to the both of you. Yeah, so Underlyle sits here shaking like in his literal boots. Uh, Quill poised up right here, and uh, you have a a fake dagger uh, in your hand. The elused dagger in my hand, and I sort of flip it around like to like a stabbing Mm -hmm. mission, and then uh, with my left hand where the Dragonborn can't see. I take out a real dagger and just stab him with it. The, oh, you're gonna try to stab the Dragonborn? Yeah. Okay, so Patches raises this dagger up above. I, I'm looking at Underlyle like I'm gonna kill him with this dagger <laughs> race, and then I take a real dagger, my plus one dagger. Yeah. And just fucking stab this guy. Okay, so as he's moving closer, he has two poise. Um, because of your flavor, I'm gonna let you roll stealth and see if he or sleight of hand and okay. see if he notices how snaky you're being. I'm going to use my birthday inspiration. Yay! So that is a 23. Yeah, with the 23, that's pretty good. And so you flick that thing around and uh, roll your attack. You, it will be a sneak attack because uh, he does not see it coming. Um, that's a an eight, uh, 19 to hit. A 19 definitely hits this guy. And so you turn around and you slide this dagger. You're like attempting to just like cut him. He moves a bit out of the way as this hand is coming, but you're like quick to get it and he does not see this blow coming his way. So eight, uh, 13, 17 damage. Holy shit, are you serious? (laughs) God damn it, dude. (laughs) Oh, actually, Plus one. 18 damage. Oh, because your dragon bracelet, too. Are you adding all that? I, I, I did the dragon bla- bracelet okay. for the So 15. Uh, well, ooh, sorry. How and much? The, it's 18? 18 damage. Okay, 18. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, no, this dagger actually, like, plunges into his, like, abdomen right here. And you can just, like, hear him, like, roar out. And he's like, 
Time's up. And as he says this, both of these daggers come in toward Patches. Um, and he looks over to Van and he's like, he's like, help me! As uh, he's like, these daggers are like plunging toward uh, Patches. He is going to do 11 damage to you as like both of these, oh sorry, I didn't even roll against your AC. The first is a miss, the second is a hit. And so he's actually only gonna do five damage to you. As like these daggers are coming in and uh, Patches, you step to the side, but one cuts across you. He yells out to Van for help and uh, as this is all happening, you all can see all the rest of this. Um, this woman is like coming at these cultists, baseball bat in hand, like eyes still swollen. She's got that skunk-like streak in her hair. Oh, uh, she she's a she's a very curvy lady, but she moves very agilely. Like this is not by any means her first fight, and like the scars and bruises are not the only thing that give that away. She seems proficient with this, you know, for lack of a better word, baseball bat. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and as she comes in, she yells something last, uh, like about six seconds ago. She yelled something and then called out to someone called Tumble. And as she says this, you see this same orc that greeted you in the town at first walk around from this side. He has a cultist by the throat and like held up and you like even from down here can hear the snap of the neck as he drops them to the ground shirtless and with a mohawk. This half orc's tusks are like sticking up and through his mouth. He has tattoos all over his body but two that stick out far past this. You see these skulls on his knees and as he looks over to you although her name is Sheila he says rough never kneel. And uh, she just like nods to him and like gets this bat and like swings it at these people. These hunters are like loosing their arrows and the cultists are like holding their hands out. They are casting spells, they are brandishing daggers. Um, but as they do, the spells are like firing off and it doesn't seem like anybody has actually died except the cultists that uh, all you all know his name to be maybe is Tumble as he like snaps the neck of this cultist and drops them. Van, you were up. And I say, oh, I'll help you all right. And then in my real voice, I'm like, Get straight to hell, motherfucker! And then, uh, so it, it, if if Patches is right there next to him, I have advantage, correct? Um, if you were to like move over here or something, yes. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. So this guy has both of the party rogues on like either side of him. Just <laughs> like not a good place to be. So, so so that means that with advantage, I can use my little um, crossbow to shoot him as a bonus. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to use my standard action to just shoot him with a regular arrow, yeah. and I'm gonna shoot, try to shoot him with the other one. Yeah, so you all see, this one has a strap on it, right? And I like to imagine that you pull the, like, you aim with the actual strap one. Strap on. I know. You aim with the actual, like, heavy <laughs> crossbow, and you shoot it, and then drop it, and immediately yeah, pull the hand yeah. crossbow from your side and shoot it. First attack is a mod 20. That's a hit. Second is a nat 20. You're full of shit, dude! Okay. I just <laughs> wrecked this guy. Dude, this poor fucking dragonborn. He's like, it, like dagger in his abdomen and then just like, <laughs> like right into his head. Okay, so a d10. And it's a sneak attack damage, so you get an extra d6 on top of all this bullshit. Yeah. If it's your level four? Yeah. You get 2d6 for sneak attack. Jesus Christ. It. Okay, so first, <laughs> so first damage fucking rogue, is a 12. Woo! Ooh. That's with the heavy crossbow? That's with the heavy oh, that's crossbow. max? That's... Oh, shit. I just rolled it. Nice. Okay, so, and then one... So there's a max six mm -hmm. for the little guy. And so then I'll 18 roll. so far. Yeah. And then, I roll and then you roll six. three d6, I think. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, three. <laughs> one. Whatever. 24 damage total is yeah. still a lot. Um, Holy shit. How do you and Patches kill this guy? <laughs> 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 I just want to stare in his eyes and be like, you can't trick a trickster, motherfucker. 
All right, and so like you do say this, and as like patches, you have this dagger plunged. He does strike out at you, and you do get nicked. But then you see uh, Van drop his accent, pull up a heavy crossbow, shoot this guy. It goes right into his chest, and then you pull up the other like hand crossbow and just like right, right through the yeah, yeah right into the head, and this guy just collapses underneath you. You see this like green slime like coming out of his mouth, but then this like <laughs> we thick... like jump up in the air and high five. And you just see this. It's really kind of pretty to see this deep red crimson blood mixing with the bright green slime and like the blackness of this swamp. Like it's really interesting to see it just coloring this otherwise void and super sad space around this guy. He is unquestionably dead. You can smell the poop in Under Lyle's pants <laughs> as he's like standing here and you can hear like the little like <laughs> like he's like definitely crying <laughs> like standing in the same spot over at the desk uh, just like super upset by it. Really nice. Anything else Van? Uh, I say, if pictures existed, I'd take one. <laughs> uh, Arwell, you were up. I am going to be continuing um, around the, whatever this thing is, mm-hmm. what would you call it? The cause. Oh, it's a building. It's, a, it's like yeah. a building. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, just kind of continuing around. Um, and as I'm doing it before I kind of start running, um, I'm going to look behind us and see that she's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of put one and one together. Um, and I'm going to toss a... Um, one of my potion things. Uh, I'm going to do my acid vial behind me and see if it hits anything. Okay, that's fun. Uh, roll a roll a d6. D6? Mm-hmm. Can I add my inspiration? I'll let, From bardic inspiration? Um, oh, that's interesting. I'll If you want to use your bardic inspiration, I will give you a better chance of this working in my okay. head. Um, one, and then that's... Do I add it now? I'll, I'll do the I'll do the uh, other math in my okay. head. And so actually, you throw this behind you, and you hear the bottle smash. And as it smashes, what, was there anything in it? Just uh, just kind of like uh, colored oil. Okay. Yeah. And you s- see this? That's that's a really well used turn. You guys are all playing well, so I'm gonna give you inspiration for Thanks. that. Yeah, that was really smart. <laughs> and uh, so you do see this oil like all over a figure that is. Right behind Callista. Cool. Um, right. th- though she doesn't know you were there because uh-huh. Callista is invisible. Uh-huh. Oh, this is uh, interesting, uh-huh. actually. I'm going to roll and see if the splash... Gets on me? Yeah, hits Callista. Any. Callista, can you roll a d6 for me? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a special. Yeah, she was, right, she was right behind That's you. That's so inspiration when it, I just used it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do I get to add anything to it? It's just uh, no, just tell me what you roll. Um, that's a four. Okay, uh, does not the splash does not get on you. You see Arwell pulling this out, and you probably you maybe you like get out of the way as you see like what he's doing because it becomes pretty obvious I mean, when he I tosses know. it. I know his way. So Callista yeah. is still hidden. Uh, this <laughs> this female dragonborn is right behind all of you. And then, uh, yeah, I'm gonna kind of wink at the dragonborn lady and okay. then, uh, tell Volna light the bitch up. Okay. Oh oh, oh nice. That's really brilliant. Um, and then as as this is all happening up top once more. Or you just hear these explosions and this debris and this dragon roaring out. And as you do, you feel another building slam and start shaking. Uh, Van and Patches, I need you both to make dexterity saving throws for me. Oh, as does Underlyle. Six. Uh, Twenty-three. Yeah. So Patches uh, makes it. Uh, so does Underlyle. But as the <laughs> as the ceiling begins to fall, um, Callista and Arwell, you can actually see this really well. The building that they are in, the bridges begin to snap, 
as this oh. thing begins to shift and fall to the side where that foundation is like sinking down and into the Arnold swamp. Arnold just hears a little voice behind him and go, oh, fuck. Um, Van, <laughs> uh, like uh, some of the debris is falling. It hasn't collapsed completely, but this building is definitely failing. You're going to take two bludgeoning damages. Like some of the smaller rocks from the ceiling begin to like fall and hit you. And this dust pours out. But as you see these other explosions and these other bodies starting to fall and land in the swamp beneath you, um, you can see this rain of like blood and acid coming down and from everything. And as you hear this large crash, it seems to come from another building, and uh, Thrastu Grael comes out and onto this, and you can see this black dragon sitting on the side of it, uh, holding those same tablets that you all saw. He has these tablets uh, wrapped up and under one arm, and you see these wings furl out, and up on the top of this, uh, you all appeared here at like um, midday, so it's probably becoming twilight around this point. But you can see just like the night sky illuminating the silhouette of a dragon behind it, and these wings just like furl up and around him. These tablets are held in each hand. It's obvious that they are the ones that, of, like the tablets of Frisselneth, that had all of those dragon secrets inside of them. And he just like shouts out and is like, You have much to learn. Heroes and more to gain. And you can like hear the sarcasm seeping with the acid in his voice as he calls you heroes. And uh, he's like, When the tearfall happens, and it is coming soon, you do well to be serving a dragon who has much land. And I have just increased my territory. And as he says and this, can I yell something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, this place sucks. <laughs> uh, and as he says this, he just plunges from the top, like jumps up with these wings, and then they furl behind him just like really quickly and slenderly, and you see this dragon just like into this muck and into this swamp, and just like these bubbles disappear. You don't see, you can't tell where Thrustugrael is anymore at this point. And as this dragon submerges and this oil is like covering this female dragonborn behind you, this fight is breaking out all around you. There is a dead dragonborn under this, uh, like right in front of Van and Patches. We are going to end episode 27. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah, bitch! That was awesome. Being a rogue is real fun. It is. Um, (laughs) I need a long rest so bad.